my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Uh, hopefully you guys had a great weekend. Um, I had a pretty good weekend, other than the Steelers um, losing in the most ridiculous fashion yesterday. That was just that was embarrassing to watch. If you guys missed the game, our kicker, Chris Boswell, literally just fell down. Just, just fell down. He wasn't hit. Nothing like that. Just fell down like a jackass uh, when he was attempting to kick the game-tying field goal. At the end of the game, it was it was just bad, guys. It was bad. That, that was that was that was a tough one. That was a tough one for your boy. But uh, yeah, other than that, I had a good weekend. Hopefully, you guys did as well. Lots to get to, as always. As always, there's a ton to get to today. Before I get to any of it, uh, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at 1776 United, guys. If you haven't checked these guys out yet, I don't know what what you're waiting for. Uh, 1776 United is the absolute best conservative apparel company anywhere in the country. They are fantastic. Um, all their all their clothing fits great. They have anything you need for both men and women: shirts, tanks, uh, hoodies, hats, whatever you need. They have. Um, all their designs are super creative, super patriotic. Um, you can check them out at 1776united.com. That is 1776united.com. Make sure you use the promo code gimmicks. That is the promo code gimmicks, and they will give you 15% off of your order at checkout. I also want to say hi to our friends at Premier Vapor. If you smoke and want to quit, or if you vape already, you need to check out Premier Vapor. They have the largest selection of premium e-liquid anywhere in the country. Um, All their stuff is delicious. I'm chiefing on some right now. Um, It is really top-notch stuff. They have any kind of mod, battery, tank, coil, atomizer, anything you need for your vape setup, they have. If you're in Ohio, they have physical locations in Holland and Perrysburg, Ohio. Uh, so definitely check them out in person if you're in the area, if you're traveling through the area. If not, check them out at PremierVaporAndLounge.com. That is PremierVaporAndLounge.com. Um, and they will give you free shipping on all orders over 35 bucks. You really can't beat that. And guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review we'd really appreciate that and if you like what you're hearing and you want to get involved hit us up over on patreon go to patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast you can contribute over there and there's cool incentives if you choose to do so all right i was joined by my good friend jj Leahy. uh you know him you love him uh he's usually on the show every few months or so uh, and we had a good chat so without further ado here is my talk with jj Leahy. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my good friend, J.J. Leahy. J.J., thanks for coming on, my friend. Brady, thanks for having me again. Absolutely. So a lot to get to, as always, in a short amount of time. Uh, I want to start with the situation over this weekend with Kyler Murray. Um, and for, for those listening who don't know who Kyler Murray is, he's the quarterback for the University of Oklahoma who just won the Heisman Award, which is the award for the best college football player uh, on Saturday. And uh, obviously, I, I believe he's 20 or 21 years old. He's a kid. Um, and this is the greatest day of, of this young man's life. And uh, USA Today decided to do this huge hit piece on him, uh, try, try to destroy him, because apparently when he was 14 years old, he uh, tweeted something homophobic. Hey, Brady, um, hang on a second. I'm, I'm deleting my tweets from when I was 13 and right, 14. Right. 
Right. Right. Like, we can get into Kyler Murray more specifically in a minute, but my main point is this. We are setting an extremely dangerous precedent in our society right now. I, I'm really concerned. You know, we had the same week. We have a very similar situation with Kevin Hart. And I think a lot of this, you, you might point towards the, the the James Gunn situation as, you know, maybe being um, kind of when this snowball started picking up a little bit more momentum. But we're setting a dangerous precedent, like you say, of slaughtering people for stuff that they said years ago. Yeah. And look, I, I, I turned 30 here in a couple months. So I didn't grow up in the era of social media. I, I think, I mean, I, I believe MySpace came out when I was 17-ish, something like that. But people didn't really use MySpace the way people use Twitter and Facebook now. You basically just, like, listen to music and, like, posted pictures of you and your friends on MySpace. Right. But, uh, yep, yep. you know, so Facebook and Twitter came out when I was about 20. I think I got a Facebook when I was 20. Uh, so my generation, like, we're adults <laughs> in the era of social media, but... We have a whole generation of Americans, both Gen Z and younger millennials, um, who, who've had social media accounts since they were 12 or 13. I mean, since they were little kids. How the hell are we supposed to hold people accountable for what they said, you know, when they were 13, 14, 15 years old? I remember being a teenage boy. We're shitheads. We are savages. We say awful things to each other. I, I mean, if, if I had a Twitter when I was 14, I'd have to leave the country. Well, and then on the... On as a juxtaposition, uh, Louis Farrakhan is still verified on Twitter after after months and months and months of people mentioning his name. Anytime something like this happens, he's still verified on Twitter, spouting crap every single day. It it's, it just whoever is uh, you know holds the the power to decide uh, who gets deplatformed, who gets called out, and stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, you, you can't do this. You, you can't give power to somebody to do stuff like this uh, because you're only going to ever hear, um, you know, one side of any argument. And everybody's got crap in their past. Everybody's got stuff that you could drudge up. So the second you don't like somebody or the second you might want to make a quick buck or make a name for yourself as a journalist, hey, who's doing really well right now? Let's go see what they said, you know, five, ten years ago. Right, right. And there's obviously a huge problem with deplatforming specifically you know these these media giants targeting conservatives but that's not even what i'm talking about the, the kyler murray tweet like he's he's not in the world of politics he's just an athlete you know what i mean it's like they'll they'll just attack anybody who's popular or anybody who's successful it's like oh this guy's too successful we have to tear him down i mean we should be celebrating kyler murray he's literally maybe the greatest athlete in the country right now like people don't even know this like he uh He's going to be a professional baseball player. He was drafted last year, I think, sixth overall in the first round of the Major League Baseball draft to the Oakland A's. You know, he's a, yeah. a world-class baseball player who just won the Heisman. I mean, this is like Bo Jackson territory. Like, this kid is a freak. Like, this kid is a absolute stud. And then USA Today has to do this. Oh, no, no. He's, he's too successful. He's too talented. Let, let's beat him down. Look, society as a whole is going to have to just come together and reject this mob mentality or it, the entire generations of Americans will not be eligible to like hold a job, right? Like every kid like coming out of college right now is 22 graduating college said fucked up shit on Twitter when they were 14, every single one of them. So is this entire yep. generation supposed to be ineligible for success in, in society? And you mentioned this before, uh, before we started recording, like 
any anybody who wants to run for office in the future is going to go through this. I mean, these 22-year-olds yeah. are going to be 40, and they're going to run for president. Nope, sorry, you can't be president because, you know, you, you made a gay joke on Twitter 25 years ago. It's like, where does this end? Well, I mean, we have a, a statute of limitations on actual crimes right. in real life. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Provable crime. Gosh. Serious crimes, like, you know, yeah. assault. There's a statute yes. of limitations. But not not, but, uh, not making a gay you, joke on Twitter. You, yeah, if you say something stupid when you're 13 or 14, that's it. You you are out of here, buddo. And you brought up Kevin Hart. I mean, Kevin Hart, obviously, you know, for, for people that, you know, I feel like I always have to preface everything for people that live in a cave or something like that. Um, I don't I don't know how to get into the podcast if you live in a cave. But Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars. <laughs> I don't even know why Kevin Hart would want to host the Oscars. Nobody watches these stupid award shows anyway. But he had to step down from hosting the Oscars because he made a gay joke 10 years ago on Twitter, which, one, every comedian makes gay jokes. Two, it was 10 years ago he had already apologized, like, nine years ago for the joke. Right. But the Kyler Murray situation is even worse because you're talking about a kid, a 14-year-old. Your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until you're 25 years old. I mean, we're talking about a 14-year-old kid with an underdeveloped brain, and you're you're harassing him over this. Well, and not everybody is Elon Musk. So apparently the SEC told Elon Musk that he needs to submit his tweets to a committee to get them approved. And, you know, he basically told them to screw off. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody's in his position. Not everybody's gonna walk away from from hits like that unscathed. There, there is a there is a possibility that this ruins Kyler Murray's career. It's possible. It won't. There's no way. And and, and he's too talented for that. He can. I mean, he could be in the NFL or Major League Baseball. He'll be fine. But it's it's so uncomfortable. And it was Kevin Hart had to issue another apology again for something he already apologized for. Kyler Murray had to issue this groveling, uh, this doesn't represent who I am, I'm changed, blah, blah, blah. I, there's nothing more uncomfortable than these stupid, it, it's like watching a hostage tape. You know what I mean? Like, these are well, hostages I don't, I don't go, to the I don't want to go through this for the, for the next decades, you know? We're, we're, right. we're, for the next few decades, this is what the news cycle is going to be, is, oh, hey, this this person said something stupid. Oh, this person said something stupid, and they got to apologize, and we got to ruin their career over and over and over again until there's nobody left. Right. Right. This I mean, doesn't help anybody. You can't make any kind of case that this helps anything. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, like I said, just to before we move on from this topic, something has to be done about this. Like society, I mean, these tech companies aren't going to do anything, and the mob is already gonna, always going to be there. Usually, it comes from the left, but this had nothing to do with right or left. This was just trying to destroy some kid because he's successful. Yeah. But society as a whole is going to have to reject this. Like we're gonna have to come together, right, left, and center, and say no. You like who? Can, everybody is ex- exempt from ridicule for what they posted on Twitter when they were 14 years old. Like we have to come together and reject this PC culture, this mob mentality, or it'll be just chaos, man. It'll be like you're gonna look at well, you're gonna look at influential people, whether it's athletes or actors or, or media types, just getting off social media. Like social media will be gone. Like, all the influencers would be off of social media because they don't want to get yeah. in trouble. And then it'll just yeah. be what? A bunch of losers yelling at each other? Like, do you really want Twitter <laughs> to be, like, do you want all of our famous people to be off social media? No, that wouldn't be any fun. No, I mean, there's, a lot of people are suggesting that um, career pro- professionals and, and celebrities 
celebrities should go through and delete all of their tweets, you know, once a year, once every two years, something like that. Some people are saying every six months, you know, and, and to an extent that's not going to solve things because there's still, you know, nothing, nothing is ever permanently deleted. Right. But, you know, th- this is the kind of advice that's being pushed. I, I think that, you know, one thing that we should look at is there are uh, there are situations where what someone said in the past maybe does have, uh, you know, some impact on where they are currently. So if you're if it's related to the field you're working on and it's a position that you still hold. Uh, I think that that is relevant information, but 95% of the time, that's not what's going on here. Right. And look, just to sum this up, I don't care what a 14-year-old posted on Twitter. I do care that a 40-year-old grown-ass man combed through <laughs> Kyler Murray, like an adult, an actual adult with a job who works for USA Today, like a, a taxpayer, yeah. like a taxpaying member of society, went through Twitter going back to when this kid was 14, 15 years old, just to try to tear down this young man. Like, that is, oh, the, like the, that's this, despicable. And th- th- this is nothing new, either. I mean, a, a, a year ago, a year and a half ago, uh, YouTuber PewDiePie uh, made a, an anti-Semitic joke in one of his videos. So the Wall Street Journal had one of their reporters comb through hundreds and, and hundreds and hundreds of hours of PewDiePie's videos, because he uploads every single day. Right. And they took a screenshot where he had his arm raised up and they said, ah, see, look, this right here, this is proof uh, that he's, you know, he's secretly a Nazi. And, you know, you look at different things that they pulled out of random videos, different screenshots they grabbed. It's clear some loser sat there for hours and hours and hours scrubbing through all of his videos, trying to find anything damning that they could use against him. It's disgusting and it's pathetic. A grown man. A grown man spent yeah. days, maybe weeks, watching or hun- woman. This is twenty eighteen. Don't you discriminate? Hundreds of hours of <laughs> gamer videos from a guy named PewDiePie. Well, to try to destroy a man the, for no reason. The speed with which they put it up suggests they probably had multiple people coming through there to 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 get through there quicker. It's it's just a joke. It's man. It's you an know absolute it's a joke. Every everything you know, and and it's just uh, it's it's all. You know they're they're trying to ruin um, you know these young people's lives for what for five seconds of conversation uh, before the next big scandal breaks for you know a, a couple bucks you know because people are going to go oh PewDiePie what did he do oh Kyler Murray what did he do you know and oh it's going to get us get us some clicks we're going to sell a couple newspapers that's it and we're all worse off for it um, all right so I let's move on to the other big piece of news breaking over the weekend. Um, and that is President Trump confirmed that uh, White House Chief of Staff General John Kelly will be leaving his post at the end of the year. Um, obviously, Trump will be hiring his now third chief of staff in, in two years. Uh, look, the Trump White House, Trump seems to enjoy upheaval. He seems to enjoy yep. a little bit of chaos. That's just kind of his managerial style, for better or for worse. I mean, he's a 72-year-old man. He's not going to change now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know... What, what do you make of, of John Kelly's job that, that he did as chief of staff? And uh, and the rumors now are that Trump is considering Mark Meadows, who's a congressman from North Carolina and chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, uh, for that position, and also Steve Mnuchin, who's secretary of the Treasury. Um, I think mm-hmm. these, would be, these would be terrible choices for, for completely different reasons. 
Um, so what, what do you think about John Kelly's uh, performance as a whole and then the rumors of the individuals that Trump is reportedly considering? Well, I think that we would be remiss if we didn't mention that um, when President Obama went through three chiefs of staff in three years, that Donald Trump had to make a tweet about it. And There's now, a tweet for everything. There is. And, and now uh, Trump is chasing hard on, on breaking that record. And uh, I, 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 it's just, um, let me tell you, this is solid gold. Trump is solid gold for every comedian out there, and they can't take advantage of it, which is absolutely ridiculous. But John Kelly, you know, there was a lot of um, talk when he was uh, tapped for the job that he was going to somehow get Trump under control, that he was going to stop the leaks because he's a military man. He's highly respected, um, absolutely, uh, totally prim and proper, and, and, and should be able to tamp everything down. And the short answer is no, he wasn't able to do that. Um, I, for, for better or worse, uh, John Kelly, uh, um, I, I won't I won't really miss him on his way out. I, I don't know uh, who would be better to replace him. Uh, but I, I will say I was a little bit disappointed that he couldn't stop the leaks. He just kind of shifted the, the conversation or the topic of, of the leaks to being more leaks about him and stuff that he said behind closed doors. Right. There's talk about uh, maybe Chris Christie filling spot. Um, or uh, Nick Ayers, who is uh, Mike Pence's chief of staff and i think that the fact that we nobody knows who nick Ayers is despite him having been mike pence's chief of staff i think that's a good sign that he's been able to just uh keep things quiet enough that you don't even consider that mike pence would have a chief of staff um nick Ayers uh reportedly is not going to be the guy for the job uh it sounds like he doesn't want the job and uh trump 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 tweeted out he said uh well the fake news is is suspect um, is spreading the word that I'm going to tap Nick Ayers for this. Stay tuned and see who I really choose. I, I think it's pretty clear that Nick Ayers is not going to be the guy. Uh, you and I were talking before the podcast that we think that Trump should get somebody who really knows the business. You know, you got um, uh, John Kelly and Reince Priebus were both decent men who didn't have any experience um, in that world. Uh it's it's a, a dirty business. It's a chaotic business trying to wrangle a White House staff. I think that you need to look at maybe pulling out former chiefs of staff who did good jobs. Uh, look at uh, former uh, cabinet members. Pull somebody out of retirement who who actually knows the business. Look at you know maybe Condi Rice. Maybe um, there there were a couple names that you floated earlier that I, I liked as well, but I can't remember them. Right. Yeah, I think Condi Rice would be would be good. Um, I, I think. You know, there's a lot of smoke around the the Mark Meadows and, and Steve Mnuchin. I think they're they're both very important in their current roles, though. I mean, Mark Meadows. I don't want to move him. Right, Mark Meadows is a very powerful congressman. He's the head of the Freedom Caucus. Um, you know, his word carries a lot of weight um, in the Republican Caucus. Yeah. And why would he want to end the chief of staff job? Essentially, ends your career. It's your last job. You know, and it's <laughs> I, I don't know why you would. You know, Mark Meadows is somebody that could run for governor, run for senator, run for president one day. Like, I don't know why he would do that. Uh, I, I don't think he would. Steve Mnuchin, he's another outsider. You know, he was the, he's the Mnuchin, Goldman Sachs guy, you know. And yeah. Donald Trump is an outsider, right? Mnuchin, and has, 
Mnuchin has said several times that he's absolutely not interested in the job because he really likes where he is right now. Right. I, I, I think we can I think we can completely take Mnuchin's name out of the running. He's, he's not going to say yes, even if Trump asks him. Right. And Trump, being an outsider himself, does not need another outsider. He needs a politico. No. He needs a political operative. Or, uh, like I was saying before the podcast, maybe just a retired Republican politician. Somebody that's been, you know, retired or was just voted out of office. Like Scott Walker, the outgoing uh, governor of Wisconsin, comes to mind. Somebody like that. Like, he's not going to run for president. He already did and lost. He was a two-term governor. Or no, maybe he was a three-term governor. He's been there for a while. Uh, And then was just voted out of office last month. You know, he's looking at retirement. (laughs) <laughs> at age 50 or whatever. He's, so he's somebody that could he's also, step into this role. He's also, Scott Walker is already unpopular. So taking this job probably doesn't hurt him a ton either. Right, right. Or Kelly Ayotte, the former uh, New Hampshire senator that was voted I, I, out of office. I can get behind that. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say, you know, th- this is a big part of why Trump and Pence work so well together is that Trump, or uh, Pence really is an inside guy. You know, he was in the Senate. He ran a state. He knows the business. He uh, um, he's kind of a, a really good complement to Trump's outside outsider status and chaos. Right. Absolutely. And and Trump so actually needs somebody that knows how the sausage is made, knows how to play the game. Uh, Reince Priebus. He was basically. I mean, he was the head of the the GOP. But he was essentially a a fundraiser, a glorified fundraiser, and he was really good at raising money. But that's not going right. to help you as as a chief of staff. And then John Kelly, obviously a, a distinguished. Uh, military career, Marine Corps general, but I don't know why that would make him the right choice. Like he's just not a political operative. He just doesn't know how these things work. So yeah, I, I, mean, I think that I somebody think like Walker AI that job was a, a big mistake for him too. Right, right. Yeah, I think Walker Ayotte, maybe Rick Santorum, somebody like that, or or Condoleezza Rice, somebody like that, or or hell, man, you know James Baker has been on on TV lately. He's you know 80 years old, but he was. Ronald Reagan's chief of staff. He was Secretary of State under uh, Bush 41. Maybe somebody like that. Bring, you know, yeah, cabinet member, somebody like that out of retirement. I think that would help. Trump has a certain skill set, and he needs somebody with a completely opposite skill set as his chief of staff. Yeah, you need you need somebody who can calm things down, not heat it up. And and Kelly had a way of sometimes heating things up when Trump either was already making things hot. Or when Trump was leaving stuff alone, uh, you know, Kelly would sometimes make inflammatory comments behind closed doors, and he couldn't stop those leaks. Right. And another important thing for the Trump White House, real quick, before um, b- before I let you go, is that there's obviously the two different factions within the administration. There's the, the Mike Pence types, the true conservatives, and then there's, you know, Trump's daughter and son-in-law, who are, like, m- you know, moderates at best, who are kind of— Playing right. to to Trump's New York background, his more liberal background, the chief of staff needs to be somebody that commands respect from both of those factions, and the buck has to stop with the chief of staff. Like these, all these different people can't, even Trump's daughter, can't just go to him with an idea anytime they have an idea. It has to go through the chief of staff. It, it has to be. That's why I say somebody like Scott Walker, a governor, he ran a state, right? He, like he knows how to manage the staff. He's, he ran the state of Wisconsin effectively for 12 years. Like somebody that commands the respect of, of both factions, and so these these groups aren't just constantly pulling Trump in two different directions. Well, I'll tell you, I, I do not envy whoever gets that job, and I I would not be surprised if um you know Trump picks an, an interim uh, chief of staff here for a little bit, and then we don't hear anything for a long time. That that would be 
not surprising to me at all. Right, and that might even be the, the way to go. I mean, try somebody out, see how they do. But uh, all right, JJ, I know you got to go. Uh, where can everybody find you online and keep in touch and all that good stuff? Hey, thanks for having me, Brady. Uh, you guys can follow me at twitter.com slash mildmoderate, and uh, that's where I, I uh, post all my uh, political thoughts and uh, some social commentary and uh, some occasional bad jokes. All right, everybody follow JJ. He's great. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.